down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. This episode 169, big old nice there for our lovely show, Art of War Down Under. Thank you very much for joining us. And we are here to give and pay homage to October, uh, as many are doing elsewhere. We're going to be reviewing the Orc Index, and I've been joined by two illustrious green-skinned luminaries, uh, one representing Gork, one representing Mork. You can decide for yourself at home which is which, and I pr- it probably doesn't matter. First and foremost, though, uh, Lucas Troller, having represented uh, the great nation of the United States, coming second to the WTC, wielding his Orcs to great effect. Hello, mate. Welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. And secondly, we have the beautiful boy, Tyler Russo, from right smack bang middle in uh, the Thunderdome itself, uh, Los Angeles. Hello, mate. Hello. I am a beautiful boy. Thank you for acknowledging (laughs) that. And it's great to be here. Um, Yeah, this is wild. That was was a nice intro. You like wrote all of that or is that like... I don't know. I couldn't uh, tell if it was uh, 169 in. I'm getting okay at this. At yeah. Times. yeah, that was it, great. It, that was, yeah, it varies. Very, yeah, good use of the English language. It was fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we have been known to speak some English in Australia, yeah. uh, but that yeah. that also varies. But anyway, um, yeah. if you do not know, guys, this is a two part podcast. You can join the second part of us uh, this one over on Patreon at Art of War Down Under, and uh, that was where me and the two these two lovely uh, gentlemen will be discussing the biggest and the best and answering listener questions. So if you want to jump over there, Art of War Down Under over on Patreon. But these lovely luminaries also have some beautiful things to plug of their own. Tyler, if people like your dulcet tones, where can they catch more of your good? oh yeah just go to youtube.com and do a search there for billion dollar clown farm uh billion dollar clown farm it's uh it's the name we have it's not the easiest to remember name but it's the name we have <laughs> is there is, has, have you got a splinter group yet which is a billion and one dollar clown farm and they're just like they're just recalcitrants but never mind anyway go check that out lucas where can people find you yeah so um if you want to hear more about orcs and many other armies uh, my two good friends and I, Nicholas Olson Johnson and Tyler Bortel, have a podcast called The Next Generation on the Best of Tabletop Network, where we talk all about being uh, young players, aspiring, uh, aspiring heavy hitters in the Pacific Northwest and across the globe. Uh, you know, we had recently went over our experiences in the, the WTC. So if you're interested in more content like that, um, just uh, feel free to check out our podcast on YouTube and wherever else you can find podcasts. I have greatly enjoyed uh, following your journey ever since good mates of mine, Mitch Pelham, um, told me that with some up-and-comers in, in Oregon, it was starting to shake things up in the Pacific Northwest. I've been really enjoying tracking what you guys are doing because uh, you're all very distinct faction players and all pushing the envelope in your own ways in your distinct factions. I think that's absolutely fascinating. And then that mixing part of how you all interact with each other, living in the same house and playing into each other and stuff like that and how that influences how you step into the tournament scene, I find exceptional. So jump over and check out that goodness. But for those of you who do not know what Art of War Down Under is, we are primarily a review-based podcast. And thanks for 10th edition giving us a deluge of indexes to do, and we have been churning them out as we can. Uh, we do have the Orcs Army coming up for you this weekend, as you are listening to right now. And for that, to that end, we're going to go through all the rules in that index. We're going to read them out verbatim, discuss them at the highest level we are capable of with our big old brains, or funguses, whatever you boys have. And then uh, when we get to the data sheets, we're going to discuss some notable data sheets that these gentlemen think are worth your time in either as somebody who needs to know what to face when orcs are coming at you, or somebody who's budding and aspiring to put their own warband together. All right, starting off with the army rule, I'll take us off. This is war. Um, orc units from your army, uh, so if your faction is orc, rather, are once per battle, the start of, your, of the battle round, not the start of a command phase, uh, you can call a war. If you do until the start of the next battle round, orc units from your army are able to clear a charge in the turn in which they advanced, Add one to the strength and attacks characteristics of melee weapons equipped by orc models from your army, and orc models from your army have a five plus invulnerable save. Really interesting that this is an amalgam of all, essentially all the stages, the all the variants that WoW went through, through essentially I think half of eighth edition and all of ninth edition wrapped into one. I'll start with you, Tyler. What do you think of this rule? Is it any good? Has it been good for you? Do you want to read the flavor text too? The infamous <laughs> war crime of the orcs. That's no that's no, that's part it's very important to me. I've read that a lot more than I have the actual log rules. <laughs> that's but. 
That's uh, part three of the show. We don't know. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah, Waga. I mean, it's it's good. It's not as good as start of player turn and two turns. Uh, or you know, two battle rounds. But whatever. Mm. At least we still have it. Uh, yeah, start of battle round sucks. As uh, many people who played a lot of nine foil note. Uh, it looked like kind of cute on paper uh, for like 45 seconds when it was first changed. I was like, oh, then I can like, you know, proc uh, five up start of turn one if I want to. And then, uh, yeah, within probably less than 45 seconds, it'd be 10 seconds after that. I was like, wait, when would you actually ever want to do that? And the answer is mm-hmm. never. Um, so uh, the reason why start of battle round is rough is because your opponent can respond to it. Um because uh, yeah 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 they're like okay well like you popped it start a battle round i know that so i'm just gonna like play kg now and you're gonna waste Mm. your log when they might have played aggressive otherwise you know depending on the matchup uh like i had a votan game the other day where he my opponent chose to uh be pretty aggressive and did not log turn one uh and because i didn't he knew he could um versus like if i had the option to at the start of my player turn it would have made his turn a lot harder to uh plan out so, it really yeah. does make it distinctive in its power. Like to go, if you are going first, while retains all of its goodness. If you're going second, right. you have to use it completely differently. Is that yeah. is that true to say, Lucas? Yeah, I think so. Um, you definitely. I mean, there's there's a noticeable. It's very much like world leaders in that you know when you go first, your all your army mechanics really gel and work correctly, mm. quote unquote. Um, whereas when you're going second, it it feels really rough and you don't get to do half the stuff that your book um, kind of wants to do. Yeah. That being said, I do think that the suite of buffs that WA provides are really, really powerful as an army rule, right? Like the th- couple mm. of things you can do in 40k, you can hit hard, you can go places and you can be tough. And yeah. the WA buffs all three of those, right? Like five up invuln on a codex full of terrible armor saves is really good. Yeah, you know, plus one strength and attack on a codex full of lots of volume and lots of low strength attacks goes a long way. Mm. And then advance and charge. Obviously, I don't need to talk about how amazing that rule is. Gets you stuck into combat, gets you crumping heads, and uh, the Humies are going to run in fear. Well, that's right, because you could just look at this as being like one fifth of the game. My army is just going to be a percentile <laughs> better in every yeah. way. Um, yeah, it feels more like half, it, but it is just one. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, if you if you call well. Uh, Depending on the matchup, if you're able to call the turn, it can be the only one that matters, right? Because there's yeah, a lot of, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot exactly. of matchups where it is there's only one or two turns of the game that are yeah. going to decide and, the outcome. Yeah, I mean, in ninth, it felt like the whole game because, like, you usually did turn two still, and then turns two and three were the whole game, and by then the it was game. probably yeah. usually decided. Um, and then, uh, yeah, now I feel like it's like half, and that like the turn you call it is like huge, and then uh, hopefully you've done enough damage that the other turn you can either. Uh, like mop them up without wog or not um and it is very weird just that you have this like mechanic that basically like you just choose a battle round to be the most important one and you succeed in your mission that battle round or you don't it Mm. often feels like it's over i mean the rest is like uh orcs are very good at scoring this edition so the rest is just like you racking up points um yeah and uh yeah whether or not you can i feel like it's just mostly dependent on like what you were able to interact with in your opponent's army during your wog turn so all right moving on to the detachment rule lucas read this out for us and give us your impressions yeah so this is a detachment rule for the wa tribe detachment um if your army faction is orcs you can use this wa tribe detachment rule get stuck in melee weapons equipped by orc models from your army have the sustained hits one ability so it doesn't matter if you charge, doesn't matter if it's your wall turn, just if you're making a melee attack, sixes explode. Um, I think this is a excellent um, army rule. It very much parrots what Goffs were doing uh, over the course of 9th edition, right? Yep. Goffs had plus one strength on the charge and sixes explode in melee. Now this is just sixes explode in melee. Um, so basically the same power level and that rule was huge for Goffs and it's still huge for Orcs. Now it just makes all of our units punch up far above what you would actually think when you look at their data sheet um when you stack six explode you know assuming you don't have any rerolls six explode is roughly equivalent to plus one to hit so getting plus one to hit army wide is absolutely excellent and i think this is a fantastic uh detachment rule tyler would be self uh yeah it's pretty cool i like it i'm glad it's here uh spoiler you can make it even better if you go to strategy yeah. you know, but yeah it's uh yeah it ain't bad I think it's I think it's perfectly acceptable. Um, and then we're going to be jumping over to the stratagems, the first of which is Kareen, 1 CP. Uh, when any yeah. phase, just after an Orcs vehicle unit from your army with a deadly demise ability is destroyed. Um, the That destroyed Orc vehicle unit, if you roll 6 for a deadly demise, you can use this stratagem instead of resolving it as otherwise. Um, you can make a normal move or fall back move before its deadly demise ability is resolved and before any embarked units uh, perform an emergency disembarkation. 
when making this move, your units can move over enemy units, um, including monster vehicles, as if they were not there. This is cute. It's cute. And it's good. It's good. Like, if you could control when you roll a six, like if it's the important yeah, thing that you yeah. need to get a distance on, it would be way better. And the fact that you can't, you can never plan for this, it's more like just taking advantage of an opportunity. Um, but still, absolutely hilarious, boys. What do you think? Uh, this is the best stratagem in the whole game. And not because of what it does mechanically, <laughs> but because of its emotional power. It's so sick. It feels so good to Korean vehicles. Mm. Uh, no, ever like, you always like explain at the beginning of the game, people are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, like that would ever happen. And then suddenly the truck explodes and then the 10 beast neck as they're planning it and shooting are out of line of sight. And they're like, yeah. that fucking sucks. And uh, the game is over and it rules. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Everything you said, right? Like you can't control it. Uh, mm. but when it does happen, it's just like, it's so impactful and no one ever plans for it, including you sometimes. How can, but, yeah. How can you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, like Tyler said, you can't really plan for it, but it's, it, it's hugely impactful whenever it happens. You can use it defensively. Like Tyler's mentioning all of a sudden those snaggers are behind a wall, not being shot. You could use the offensively as well. And I think the clause that you can perform a fallback move and move over enemy models mm. that aren't vehicles and monsters yeah. is huge, right? Like you're in yeah. combat, enemy infantry, punch your tank. Oh, look, I exploded. Boom. Now my guys are in your backfield. Five points of primary denied. And yep. now my beast snaggers are living in your home field. Yeah, I've, like, I've had this, like 15 point swings from this. It's huge. It's definitely one the, of my games. This is yeah. a goofy stratagem, and it can be fun at times to blow it up in your opponent's army. But when it provides primary swings, this is actually hugely effective. Well, yeah. Exactly right. That's the better part of the strat, right? The 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 movement. It's essentially uh, one-sixth one of the time, my vehicles are going to let me move twice. Yeah. Um, the 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 models seem like just a cherry on top. If you play if you're prone to playing a heavy MSU army, they're clumped up. Sure, go for it. But apart from that, you're trying to slingshot something, which I think is extremely potent if you look at it from that lens. Um, Absolutely. But, but anyway, Lucas, um, stinker with you, mate. Tell us about Orcs is never beaten. Yeah, Orcs is never beaten. This is one of my favorite stratagems. Um, so use it in the fight phase. It's two CP just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. So you have to use it preemptively. One Orcs unit from your army that was selected as a target of one or more of the attacking units attacks. And then until the end of the phase, each time a model is destroyed, you don't remove it, and then it can fight on death, essentially. So um, this is an excellent stratagem, uh, kind of, again, parroting a lot of what we had in Ninth Edition. We had the 2CP character fight on death, um, mm -hmm. also called Orcs is Never Beaten. Now it's just for any unit, right? So you can have your big, punchy character fight on death, but you could also have like a squad of infantry fight on death and trade with your opponent. So um, definitely expensive at 2CP, yeah. and like I was mentioning, you do have to call your shot in advance. Your opponent can, like, whiff into you, and then all of a sudden they kill two orcs, and your yeah. two guys fight on death. Happened to me the other day, and it's always a sad day, but um, it is nice to go for guaranteed trades. Like, if you're sure your opponent is going to wipe you out, 2CP, I am going to hit you back no matter what. Well, exactly right. 2CP is the going rate to automatically fight on death. A lot of people have a 1CP 4+, or a 1CP, you know, uh, have a chance to fight on death. 2CP, slap it down, happens all the time. It's nice. But yeah, you're right. The T's and C's and the timing is a little bit weird. Uh, Tyler, how often does this come up in your games? Uh, so I feel like I used to use it way too much, and it was uh, not impactful. 2CP uh, is uh, a little hard to come by in for orcs in the year of Lord 2023. Uh, times are tough financially for four <laughs> man points. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's important that low because it's like uh, your opponent knows you have this and then it like changes what they do. And they're like sweating and trying to figure out how to respond to a lot of the time. Um, it's like against like world leaders or like custodes uh, formerly like pre data slate. It was like super, super good. It's like the only reason that matchup was like winnable for me. Um, it's because of the stratagem and it's like yeah. yeah it's the it's the power that it has where like your opponent has to like plan around this you mm. just leave those two cp like standing there staring at them and then they have to now like change what they're going to do in response even if you don't pop it right it's like yeah uh yeah like I, I think i think it's like very impactful even though i don't i don't use it like every game at all i probably mm. use it like once every two or three games um Easy. but uh yeah it's it always comes up every game that like i could do this uh mm. Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, that's important. Sticking with you, Tyler, tell us about the next one, Unbridled Carnage. Yeah, uh, Unbridled Carnage, Wog, Tribe, Battle Attack Stratagem. When orcs get stuck into the foe, the carnage is wonderful to behold, <laughs> at least for the orcs. Cost, 1 CP. When, fight phase, target, 1 orcs unit from your army that has not been selected to fight this phase effect. Until the end of the phase, each time an orc model in your unit makes a melee attack, an unmodified hit roll of 5-up scores a critical hit. Which uh, synergizes greatly with uh, get stuck in. When do we want 
critical hits all the time because we have mm-hmm. army wide sustained uh hits one in melee. Uh this is great. This is one I use like almost every game. And, yeah, this uh, again, probably maybe too much, but it's a uh, yeah, it's sick. I think like it's a little different in that like I think a lot of the big work units I'm running now have like a lot of attacks, but not as many as they used to in like ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, I was running a lot of like these snaggas and like uh, pre data sleep. Right now I only have like one unit. I might even change that for a second knob unit. I don't know yet. Um, so like yeah, it's it's still great, but uh, like if you have like forty attacks or so, like a huge end of like squid cogs or knobs, it's good. But um. I mean, like like Mazrog and like a lot of the other like uh, sort of staple melee units. I, I feel like it's like less less relevant on, mm. but uh, yeah, it's 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 very helpful. It's great. Uh, it's like you know an extra plus one two hit. Yeah, um, it feels like a, something it feels you like can a, even do normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like a bread and yeah. butter strategy for sure. Tyler, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. Lucas, apologies. Uh, does it feel like that for yourself, or is this more situational than it appears? Um, I think it's pretty situational. You know, if you really need to power through an enemy unit, make sure it goes away. One CP, just make sure that happens. There also mm-hmm. is some synergy because there's a limited amount of like uh, lethal hits in the orc book. But if you can have those units in your list, you, if you're teching them in for whatever reason, and now all of a sudden you have sustained sustained hits because of the detachment rule, lethal hits because of whatever data sheet you're bringing, either Gaskell or the kill rig. And now this this uh, critical fives is getting you extra value because it's critical mm-hmm. and or sustained and lethal on fives. So um, some extra synergy there. So it's a good stratagem. I don't think it's our best one, though. Yeah. Well, imagine right, this on flash kits. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I really like this next yeah, one. This yeah. is Artist Nails. It is one CP. It is a battle tactic stratagem. Um, you use it in your opponent's shooting phase or fight phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. And you target one orc unit from your army that was selected as a target of those attacks. Until the end of the phase, each time an attack targets that unit, subtract one from the wound roll. The restrictions being you cannot select a vehicle or a Gretchen unit for this stratagem. So, you know, Gorkonauts, Morkonauts, um, Death Killer, sorry, uh, Battle Wagons, um, Death Dreads, all, all those walkers are out, but all your good stuff, all your big stuff, your knobs, mega knobs, um, Beast Hog, um, Beast Hog Riders, uh, sorry, Squig Hog Riders, damn the names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all get this, this to me feels like a bread and butter. This is like, I want to slap this down as much as possible. Um, is that hell true for you, Lucas? Yeah, reasonable people can disagree, but I think this is our best stratagem by far. Um, I it just, you know, the amount of, the thing is you get to decide when to use it right so you can see like what shots your opponent are lining up and being yeah. like oh okay you're gonna wound me on fives there one cp bam you're winning me on sixes your efficiency mm. is halved um so yeah i think this is a fantastic strategy it, it's, it can provide primary swings it can provide you more models to hit your opponent back with it's just fantastic and because orcs um you know like i was mentioning they don't really have very good saves but they have a lot of things like feel no pains and they have yep. a lot of high toughness uh, just natively on their infantry and cavalry. So um, with the high toughness, minus one to wound oftentimes means that people, even with large weapons, like anti-tank weapons, they can wound your squig hogs on fours with this stratagem, yeah. which is not yeah. very reliable at all. Uh, 100%. Uh, Tyler, what about yourself? Uh, it looks pretty good. I haven't seen this one before, but I've never scrolled to the second page of the stratagem <laughs> section, but I might start using it. It seems not bad. Uh, yeah, I, I, I use this like every turn, like, yeah. like <laughs> every game, every turn. Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, like the only reason I don't is if I'm like really trying to save for like orcs is never beaten or an interrupt or whatever. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, having two and then like your opponent thinks you're saving it for like orcs is never beaten. Uh, or an interrupt, then just popping artist nails twice, once in shooting, once in the fight phase is like pretty common too. Uh, where like you yeah. just they see you have two CP, and I think most people, yeah, then just think of fight on death or interrupt, and uh, sometimes can just like not do like the math of like uh, squig hogs are like T7, and like Lucas said, now your anti vehicle stuff is winning them on fours, and then like maybe in combat you're winning them on sixes, even it's like, yeah, it's real good. I like it. Um, t- staying with you, Tyler, tell us about mob rules uh yeah i forgot this existed for real uh and uh it'll can, probably can, stay this way after reading i can it, see but, why I feel yeah like let's let's track. read mob rule uh uh when your command phase target one mob unit from your army that contains 10 or more models and is not below half strength this is one cp uh effect until it should be zero if it was zero i still might not use it until the end of the phase <laughs> well friendly orc infantry unit is within six inches of that mob unit that orcs infantry unit can still be selected as the target of your stratagems, even if it was a battle shocked. 
So you have to pay one CP, then assume you have a second one, and then you can choose another orc infantry yes. unit within six inches of that mob yes. to be the target of your second CP, which you definitely have uh, for the job. And you're yeah. definitely using it on a unit that's below half strength, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're definitely using it on a below half strength unit within six inches of an orc infantry unit. The uh, team says this yeah, strategy was horrible. They could have they could have done anything like what we had in eighth edition, right? Where it was like the number of models in the squad buffed your leadership. What if this was just like for every five models in a squad within six, you get to bump your leadership by one or something like that? You know, literally yeah, yeah. anything relevant to yes. making orcs feel brave in large numbers, which is what this is supposed to be. Instead, we have this convoluted like if if it's raining on a Tuesday and you're playing against yes. Harlequins and they yeah. have no boats in their army, then you get uh you know this tiny effect. If, this yeah, if is, this was a free thing that like was applied to war bosses, and they just like had it at the bottom, I would still forget that they have it. Probably, <laughs> it's like, and they didn't change in points. Yeah, uh, um, this is one of the most awkward stratagems in existence. Uh, the amount of terms and conditions and hoops you have to jump through to even consider whether this is going to even play a factor in a yeah. certain in a certain situation that's probably going to come up once every you know su- you know lunar solstice is is astronomical. Please feel yeah. free to, to delete this, and you guys are absolutely correct. This is as someone who time. works in game design, it, this was never play tested. This uh, this <laughs> should be um, all units within six of a unit of ten or more models is immune to battle shock. It should have yeah. just read that. Obviously, bang, yeah. slap it down. Yeah. Within six, immune to battle shock. Don't even have to test. Even though it's like you know very situational, but it's cool. Yeah. And, the yeah. fact that you have to because the the most damning statement was the first one that you made, Tyler. The fact that I get to spend a CP to have the option to spend another CP. That's <laughs> yeah. trash. Yeah. That's just trash. Yeah. That's just yeah. Get out of here. All right, yeah. last one. Here we go. One CP. At the start of your movement phase is when it occurs. Uh, one orcs infantry from your army, and the effect is until the end of the turn, add two to the advance and charge rolls made for your unit. Ain't that a tasty morsel? It's also a battle tactic. If that matters, we'll find out soon. Um, Lucas, this seems superb, especially for disrupting primary, you know, removing little objective holders, getting into opponent's backfield, doing fixed secondaries, or hell, any secondary. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's a great stratagem. Uh, you know, getting up in your opponent's grill and mucking them up is kind of what orcs want to do. Um, there's a couple of things that really hold back the stratagem, in my mind, from being great. I, I think it's a good stratagem. I can see one already, yeah. A couple of interesting things. The first one is infantry only, right? If this yeah. worked on squighog riders or vehicles, Oof. I would uh, be a happy lad, let's just say. Um yeah. Yeah. The other one is start of the movement phase, right? You can't just use this in the movement phase. Mm-hmm. Um, very importantly, this means you cannot select any units that start the turn the inside transport. of transports. Yeah. And that's a lot of what you want to do with orcs is put your infantry in transports because they're very squishy just on foot. Have them in a transport. Oh, you can't use the stratagem on them. So yeah. this is really only useful if you have a unit um, in reserve because you can use stratagems on units in reserve. Or if your opponent, like, cracked a transport with the last of their firepower your guys get out now they're on foot three inches closer to the enemy boom one cp advance and charge wog straight into them so so it is a good stratagem it has great effects but unfortunately a little bit limited on the use cases the only ones that really shouted out to me that this is going to be good on all the time is commandos and storm boys because most likely they're not in a a transport anyway but to your point like it's it's quite restrictive storm boys it feels great because just they 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 you know they go faster and now they go more faster. It feels um, it feels good in principle on them, but then like most people are just taking MSU Storm Boys right now, so it's like the value you get out of it is like it's great if you're like I need to score like the secondary or whatever, mm. um, and like they yeah. need to you know get engaged and they're like just over the line. I want to guarantee they can get there. But, exactly right. That, that's more yeah, what I'm thinking of. It. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah, on sure. those units. Not to deal damage. It's more of an yeah. activator for yeah, secondary yeah, points. So it's it's um, still yeah yeah um, yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you this, battle tactic-wise, is there anything in the Orc book to leverage the battle tactic stuff, making stuff cheap and making stuff free, stuff like that? Uh, unfortunately not. Yeah. <laughs> so there are, really a, there are a couple, we have very limited abilities to use stratagems for discounts or free. Um, yeah. Basically, none of them, like, you know, the traditional way of doing a, a captain making a stratagem free for their unit, we basically have none of that. We have a couple units that can, like, heroic for one CP, but... That that's more or less it. So your battle tactics are basically only getting vected. That's the only thing that's happening with battle yeah. tactics. Yeah. So to your point previously, Tyler, that we're talking about how the orc CP economy is such a is such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a huge deal. I mean, Grotz help, mm-hmm. but like that's kind of it. Um, yeah. Here we go. Uh, this was really relevant in the game I played yesterday too. Uh, I got a unit of beast nagas. Uh, their truck was destroyed and they were hit by a mole launcher. 
uh, and just let them get into combat stall. So I think like things like nice. that, it happens a lot. Like sometimes like your opponent destroying the transport your units are in and having them get out can be like a bad thing too. Because now they can't be targeted by this, they wouldn't be able to otherwise. Uh, we still kind of live in a night spinner economy, right? So yeah, like, there's a lot. There's plenty of reasons to use this, but yeah. 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 In Every fact, not, like Lucas said, yeah. Not only are we in a night spinner's economy, they're on the rise. Like the yeah. vast majority <laughs> of lists that used to have one in them, uh, looking at two and three. two and three now, and it's yeah. just it's just disgusting. All right, Thanks, Lucas, yeah. first of the enhancements, tell us a story. Yeah, so the orc enhancements overall wonderful things. We've got the follow me lads enhancement. Um, orcs model only while the bear is leading a unit add two to the move characteristic of models in that unit cheap and cheerful super great um, some added mobility um, this is a fantastic enhancement uh, unfortunately it's one of our more expensive ones but there's a good mm -hmm. reason for that um, you know a lot of our units just want to barrel toward the opponent and you might be wanting to use that plus two advance and charge you know on a unit of squig hogs unfortunately only infantry this is any unit. So if you can give your squig hogs plus two to move, you can give your infantry guys who really want to get stuck in plus two to move. There's just a ton of synergies with this, and it's uh, just a fantastic enhancement. Um, for reference, it is 25, and it is, yes, the most expensive of the enhancements. Uh, Tyler, are you taking this one often? Uh, if I have 25 points to spare, yeah. I used to. I used to like make room for it deliberately, and uh turns out orcs are pretty fast already. So... I think like, and then like, what do you want it on? You want it on like maybe Squig Hogs, who would rather have Ed Wapa's Kill Choppa. Uh, are you one of them like knobs who are in a truck? Uh, and it can help them. Like, I, I think it's more useful on like knobs uh, for war boss. Mm. But uh, yeah, 20, 25 is expensive. And I just feel like the way the good orc units work together, it's like an awkward amount of points that just like randomly have lying around uh, for mm. me. Yeah. Well, sticking with you, tell us about uh, Ed Wapa's Kill Choppa. Grand Warboss Edwapa and his tribe were last seen charging headlong no. into a horde of Coronite demons. Okay, all right. I don't. It's, it's so sick. <laughs> it right. is so sick. Like, everyone, everyone, you go. Actually, go actually not. I'm sorry. You do it. Do it, mate. Pump sure. Okay. Let's now spent even more time. Okay. Grand Warboss Edwapa and his tribe were last seen charging headlong into a horde of Coronite demons. But legend speaks of a blood slick Choppa, but still turns up occasionally. Uh, though this weapon looks normal, a dark voice is said to growl in the mind of its wielder, driving them on an ever greater excesses of violence. Um, orc model only. Uh, melee weapons equipped by the bearer that do not have the extra attacks ability have a devastating uh, wounds ability, which is uh, real sick. I think this is the best one because um, uh, we do have a lot of anti-vehicle, anti-monster units, yes. and they yeah. are all already good, never mind like with this too. Uh, yeah, I, I take one on a uh, smash a knob every game. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Fox, he's great. Yeah, absolutely, baller. Twenty points uh, for the privilege, uh, Lucas. Is this a uh, auto include for you as well? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have a knob with smash and squig in your army, uh, you know, giving your whole unit plus one to hit and then mm. adding devastating yeah. ones on top of that. Oh, it's for so saucy. Points. Especially, it's so especially good. with, especially with the, that triggering on threes on the wall turn, you yeah. can just slam people with like ten mortal wounds that they're not expecting at all. Yeah. I, I love this enhancement. Every time I take a knob on Smash or Squig, it's the first enhancement I take. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not bad on the uh, Squigasaur War Boss mm. too. Um, yep. the Beast Boss, but yeah, it's like it's better on the uh, Smash knob for sure. All right, next up we have Cunning but Brutal, Orc model only. While the bear is leading a unit, that unit is eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn in which it fell back. I wish that just was had fell back or advance on it. I don't feel like it would break the bank. It's 15 points. Um, as it sits right now, this one, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I'm not excited by it. I actually uh, really like... Oh, sorry, Tyler, go ahead. No, no, no you, go, you go, sorry. Yeah. I actually really like this enhancement, and awesome. the the big reason is its cheapness, right? It's 15 points. Yeah. If it yeah. doesn't slot in, I'm not too worried about it, but if it does, I think it's really sick. You know, just having a war boss be like, if you don't finish me off, I get yeah. fallback and charge, and the beast boss mm. gets really good on the charge because it gets devastating <laughs> wounds. In prolonged combat, not so good. So fallback and charge is really excellent. Also, very importantly, eligible to shoot and declare a charge. So you can always, like, if you have a remnant unit and you really need to do an action, fall back, do an action. True. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did not consider so, that. That's why you boys are here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, it, I think it's, I mean, like, like I was saying, not requirement by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it is, it is underrated. And uh, for mm -hmm. its, for its price point, it's it definitely worth considering.
Yeah, unlike 25 points, 15 is a common amount of points that just randomly have left in a list. Yeah. So I, I take this when that happens. It's not in my list currently, but uh, it has been. And if that happens again, I'll definitely take it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, right. it's good. All right, we're going to split this one up. Tyler, you get to read the fluff. Uh, Lucas gets to read the rule. <laughs> I haven't even read the, the fluff for Super Cyborg Body. Okay, here we go. This is exciting. We're both going to find this out. for. The we're breaking time. new ground on the show. Yeah. We're pushing the envelope, people. The original owner of this one-of-a-kind endoskeleton became the envy of every war boss around and was soon gutted and stripped for parts by a stronger rival. The super cyborg body, that's a very sad story, Tim, has been uh, retransplanted several times since then, filling its new owner with confidence, resilience, and a bladed hope that the pain boys give it a quick clean uh, before shoving it back in place. That's nice. I like that it's like transferred <laughs> yeah. around from work to work. It's That's been around rough. for like additions too. So yeah, it's yeah, probably, yeah, it's yeah. GW being cute is a wink at that. They love to be meta and cute. And yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Give us some rules, right. Tyler. Oh, sorry, Lucas. Oh, nice yeah. and easy. Orcs model only. Bear is the four up feeling of pain ability. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Isn't any good? I don't think so. There are other codexes with this uh, same enhancement for it, feel no pain. And, uh, can be very good in those books but in our book i don't think it's very good the uh main people you'd want to take this on are you know obviously models that are already tanky enhancing that with a four up feel no pain is excellent yeah. but our tankiest models already have yeah. excellent feel no pains like four up and five up there's no point in buying this even for its very cheap price point it's just like pretty bad unfortunately is it 10 um, or 15 i don't remember i'm pretty sure it's 15, it's 15. yeah 15 is rough i mean I, I haven't taken it either but yeah because like cunning but brutal is just better um, so I just love that Headwopper's Kill Chopper and the Super Cyborg Body have made addition to addition. But on what battlefield, on what world did somebody drop the lucky stick and we just forgot about it? True. Yeah. Oh my God. I missed that enhancement. So, or that, I guess it was a relic back in the day. Shaka somewhere. Yeah. There's a Nothing was funnier. Nothing was funnier than uh, some, some orc just walking around with a stick held aloft and just being like in, <laughs> half invincible <laughs> because of the pure self-belief that the stick imbues it's so so good um nothing could be more orky but anyway as for those i feel like uh you you guys have pointed out some great points apart from the super cyborg body the other three are very takeable it just depends on on if you've got a plan for them right yeah i mean i will say like the super cyborg body it's fine i think there's like situations where this kid like really save like a war boss or whatever that somehow makes you like have a much better game but like it's like yeah i don't know i I think like depends on like the level you're playing at too um yeah uh so i don't know is there like list- a, lucas is there like a single character you can think of taking this on that's like kind of interesting yeah my my first impression is war boss or war boss and mega armor unfortunately yeah. the mega boss is pretty bad and the war boss i you would much rather take either kind of a brutal or follow me lads right i like, think follow yeah. me lads is so good on a war boss with knobs mm-hmm. That I yeah. like instead taking super cyborg body for 10 points less is like, eh, I mean, yeah, I'll pass. yeah I, I would only do it if like, you know, I had 15. I think this could be relevant if for some reason the ability to target characters becomes like a lot more popular. I just don't think there's anything that can really like snipe characters that I'm that worried about in most like common matchups right now. Yeah. Um, but if that were to somehow change, like I would consider it. Yeah. Um, Not good points all yeah. made. Uh, we have finished up the rules section of this review, and so far it is like I think I think orcs is a pretty distinct spectrum. Like you have you have good, bad, and ugly in in every like the stratagems is definitely a good, bad, and ugly like uh, or good, bad, and situational. Um, and the the, yeah. the enhancements seem very similar as well. But let us see if the data sheets reflect that. Also, I've given each of these gentlemen a preview, a, a purview, sorry, uh, to give us three of their most notable, distinct, and or interesting um, data sites. And we're going to go tit for tat. We'll start off with Lucas. First pick, mate. Which is a data sheet that people at home need to know about? I would say Beast Naga Boys. I think they are one of the orcs' best data sheets. Um, they're just excellent all rounders, and you know they hit pretty hard. They're fairly tough. And uh, they do a lot of good work for the WA. So uh, what Beast Snaggas have going for them, um, compared to last edition, a lot of people are familiar with the Snaggas. They gained a, uh, an inch of movement, and they gained a pip of armor save. With the new way cover works in 10th edition, that very often means that these guys mm. are getting, you know, uh, four up and five up armor saves against small arms fire. And in conjunction with the Arda's Nail stratagem, that means that these guys can be very durable when you need them to. They're also OC2 which means that, um, you know, when they're sat on objectives, they have a very good time just holding those down. 
and Choppas retained their AP. So uh, Snagus have an additional strength over normal boys, so their strength 5 AP 1. Their datasheet rule is reroll hits into vehicles and monsters. So uh, very good at laying down the heart into light vehicles mm, and light punching monsters. Up. Punching yeah. up. Um, they're just good good all-rounders, like I was saying. Good at holding down objectives, good at dealing some damage, and uh, cheap as well, which is excellent. 10, 10.05 points per model, it looks like, which is a kind of a hilarious amount, like, well, 105 for 10 boys. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think for... You know, toughness five, five up armor, five up feel no pain for around ten points a model is pretty good. You can also yeah, take a thumb good. gun if you hate winning. You could take a thumb gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah don't winning. take guns. That's for cowards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chompers yeah. only. They D three strength six AP zero shots at him fives. But they're too damage, Tyler. It's awesome. Watch out. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. the demon meta ever comes back around, that actually is not horrific. Um. If there's yeah. like just massive, if they, if they could all take a thumb gun, that would be cool. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Do you get one per ten? Uh, it's one per ten. Yeah, if it was like two per ten, you could have four in a unit of twenty and like play into into hordes. Like maybe you could do some hilarious stuff, but even then, why yeah. bother? Like, just just they give the thumb gun like the um, I don't know, like a minus two to move thing that like shoot something. I don't know. That oh yeah, that's true. Like the mole launcher. Yeah, I feel like it should have like utility. That feels like the best case for it. I don't know. All right, um, Tyler, your first data sheet of note. Uh, let's go with Mazrog. Uh, let me find Jaws. him in this big old index. He's, uh, I got he's my favorite right now. Yeah, he's the best model um, in the book. Yeah, true. Uh, he can also take a thump gun, which is uh, 18 inch range, <laughs> T3 shots, uh, BS5 up, strength six, AP zero, two damage. But that's not why you take him. You take him, uh, because he's harder to kill than God, and uh, he just sits there. Of minus one to wound, and your opponent's like, "Well, how do I delete this thing?" And then you say you don't, and uh, he just goes around being a OC three and munching on like anything. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just read off his reels real quick. Uh, ten inch yeah. move, T ten, uh, three up save, nine wounds, leadership six, whatever. OC three. Uh, the bigger day is uh, every time this model makes an attack that targets a monster vehicle unit. Add one to the damage characteristic of that attack. Uh, each time this model makes an attack for targets a titanic unit, add two to the damage characteristic of that attack instead. Yeah, well, uh, so big problem good. here is uh, he's only AP one, uh, which yeah. sucks. Uh, he does have anti-vehicle, anti-monster four up, uh, and have the big Chompa jaws uh, crit on fives uh, when he charges. Uh, but the reason why you take him is because he has a four up feeling pain, uh, mm-hmm. a four up invuln, and can be minus one to wound, and he's T ten. And uh, he just never dies. Um, yes. Like, I mean, like, his damage is very swingy. I feel like in ninth, people got used to him just, like, deleting units, which he still, like, sometimes does. But AP1 makes that, like, you know, kind of swingy. Like, you can't just walk up to a land fortress, especially if, like, void armor. And then, like, you expect it to be gone. Um, I guess knights, too. It was, like, very swingy. Um, uh, which is, like, a matchup I'm less worried about now. But, uh, yeah, pre-data slate. Uh, it was pretty good into knights, but unpredictable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just soaks up so much fire. People mm-hmm. like you can't tell a night player like that he does six damage against them in combat and has dev wounds. Expect them to like ignore him. Everyone like starts panic sweating and like goes out of their way to try and kill him. Uh, which oh, is a mistake want, right? because he's not gonna die. He's just gonna like. I mean, he will. But if he does, he's probably done his job at that point. Yeah. Unless you get like very. If you're very bad at rolling four pin wounds, maybe not. Um, so but like yeah, won- conventionally he's just like really hard to shift. So he runs uh, 195 be... points. Yep. Um, does he make your list as well, Lucas? Because I've seen him pop up in a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he he's great in the light vehicles and armor, and then he's also just ungodly hard to kill. He could lock down a yeah. flank just basically by himself, you know, well, which... Go ahead. It sounds like an Avatar of Kane-esque model. Like, you just launch him onto a flank and just hope he takes the two turns and two-thirds of your opponent's army to remove, and then that's a win. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that is yeah, a great yeah. analogy. He just can, yeah. he, he's he's his own, you know, in his own little world over there, locking things down, and uh, it's great. Fantastic. All right, sticking with you, Lucas, what's your next pick? Uh, my next pick, <laughs> pivoting from uh, the, the chattest orc to the, the lowliest gets in the mob <laughs> are the Gretchen. Um, despite their diminutive stature, they are definitely one of the best data sheets that orcs have access to. Um, they are incredibly cheap. For some reason, they went down five points for 10 in the yep. balanced data slate. Um, panning to their rules now. And uh, yeah, they're just fantastic. They, they're they a 10-man squad. 
They have a Runtard in the squad. And the Gretchen are OC2, which is wild. So I'll take you across their stat line. They move 6. Their toughness 2. They have a 7-up armor, 1 wound, leadership 8, and OC2. Might not seem that impactful, or not that impressive, rather. But um, the only part of that that's important is move 6 and OC2. Yeah. Yeah. These are 40 points for 11 models uh, with 21 OC, an ability to give you CP on a 4-up when they're standing on objectives you control, and the Runt Herd has two wounds. So it's just a boatload of wounds, extra CP, tons of screening, lots of OC for an incredibly cheap price. I mean, it's everything that you want when you want to play MSU Orcs, right? Like a lot of my lists start, I think every Orc list should have at least 10 of these guys, if not 20 or 30. Just to, who cares if 10 of them die? You know, they can come and do an action. They can go live on an objective. They can charge your opponent and bog them down. They're just a fantastic data sheet for the points. And uh, they do a lot of work in every game I play them. Yeah, They have one special rule here that is just, it's well, it's the only one you have of its kind in the whole book, yeah? That is uh, Thieving Scavengers. At the start of your command phase, roll 1D for each objective marker you control that has one or more units from your army with its ability on it. Each, each Gretchen unit that's on an objective, you roll, a, you roll a 4 plus and you gain a CP. Of course, you can only gain one. Um, but the fact is, is there any other way in this book to to gain more CP? Not that anyone takes. I, there might yeah, literally not be either. But like, yeah, it's the only one I know of that anyone actually yeah. takes. Of. Very yeah. relevant when we talk about that CP economy, which is actually something that the patrons have identified as a couple of questions related to it. So yeah, these guys just, I wouldn't leave over that 20 personally. I know Tyler, the, just sorry, uh, Lucas was saying 10, but yeah, man, I mean, I did, you know, a bunch of missions have two home objectives. Well, you each get 10 Gretchen. Let's get me some CP. Yep. yep, and orcs yeah. are so rarely. Just one additional point, real quick. Orcs are so rarely taking the tactical deck. I feel like most most builds yeah. are doing fixed. Um, really, interesting. Of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, at least that's yeah. that's how I'm usually playing them. Yeah. Um, that you know you're not getting CP from discarding the cards, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're getting CP from the Gretchen only. So this is always getting you mileage. It's never going to be, you know, you're never going to be like discarding a card and getting a CP from the Gretchen. That's Darn, a, I missed out on some value. Yeah, that's Here's a great point. Thoughts on that later. I, I really only take tactical right now, but Melissa is also built for it. So I two, think they're both fine. But, two, yeah. two types of players, guys. Two types yeah. of orcs out there. <laughs> one is Gork, one is Mork. And I said that at the start. That's hilarious. Um, all right, Tyler, back to you, mate. What's your next data sheet of choice? Uh, let's talk about Flash Gets and our friend Captain Badrick. Yeah, um, we'll talk about it as a package because you can't. You, yeah, you are not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, a lone Captain Badger could be very funny. Actually, he'd probably be sad. I don't know. He would look pretty bummed out by himself with a ten of his best friends in a truck. So, um, yeah, uh, finally good for the first time in his history since like 2006 or whatever. Uh, Captain Badger is insane. Um, it's a uh, yeah. Well, I'll go over his rules real quick, then we'll talk about why I like him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he his gun is like fine. Uh, but the reason why you take him is because he gives flash gets reroll uh, all hits. Uh, he also has yeah. a uh, six inch aura of minus one toughness um, for infantry units, which is like pretty good because the flash gets are like not bad in combat at all. Um, and it's like easy to forget about. So uh, using using him for that is like pretty great. Uh, they're basically just an optive choppers. Um, yeah, let me find them. Yep, I got him. Um, so movement six, toughness five, four up save, which is you know actually better than the going rate. Uh, yeah. Two wounds, like you said, leadership uh, seven. Snaz gun is heavy and sustained hits one, which is very nice when you get reroll the hits and you can you know turn that up to crit fives. Yeah, with a strat, right? Uh, no. Or is that only melee? That's that's only melee. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Fair it would enough. be sick if I could do that. But yeah, yeah. Range um, range twenty four, three shots each, hitting on fives of course, but you're rolling to hit with bad rock. Strength mm-hmm. six minus one, two damage. This is. Um, and I don't think is there even a close contender for second. This is the best shooting unit in this book, and the next best unit is like over the hills and far away, as far as I can tell. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Um, they go to four shots each uh, if you target the closest enemy unit, and yeah, they have wow. a once per game lethal hits, which is insane. I've killed a Yinkarn in Overwatch with them. Ooh, oh, uh, that's like from full, which is like statistically not something that should happen. Uh, but it did, and it's like not even like that insane of a statistical anomaly. So, uh, yeah, if you reroll all sustained and lethal, um, yeah, it can it can for sure happen. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're a versatile unit because they can still like really chop up enemy units in common. They've got four attacks each in melee, going to five uh, during log weapon skill uh, three up strength five AP one damage one, and if Badrix there, which he will be, uh, your opponent's minus one toughness against them too. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, they can like yeah, uh, like Grey Knights or something like you know, like T four or T four. Yeah, it'll run you two hundred and seventy points for the package. Badrock being eighty, and then ten uh, Flash Kids being one hundred and ninety. Uh, Lucas, they worth it for the points for you as well? I I'm not a Flash Kids believer. Uh, I've been disappointed by them in the past. Um, I still think they're a really fun unit. So and depending yeah. on what's in your meta, I think they can be really powerful. Unfortunately, there's a lot of like Marines and big models in my meta that. You know, strength six doesn't really cut the mustard, and neither does AP one via shooting. Um, with the new way cover works and AOC, that just that AP one doesn't really do a lot. Yeah. Um, but depending on depending on what's in your meta, they can be excellent. Yeah. And I th- I think if you really want to use them effectively, you have to do all those things that Tyler was mentioning, where you have to get value out of their forty attacks, fifty with the wall. You have to get yeah. value out of that minus one toughness aura. So, yeah. If you uh, use their shooting. And their combat, now all of a sudden they're getting you a lot of value. Yeah, I want to go to the main reason why I think they're good, which is like it's not actually their damage output. Uh, I mean, I mostly play a player place terrain. That's just like what's in fashion here. Um, WTC would probably feel different, but uh, in player place terrain, uh, your opponent now has a shooting threat that they have to worry about. Uh, mm. Most people will just like be like, "What's a flash kit?" And you break down what they do, and they're like, "Oh God, that could be good." And they're like lethal, like once per game, and like how many shots? And you reroll all. And uh, now, like they can't just like disrespect uh, your firing lanes and just be like, "They're orcs; they have no shooting." Um, so I feel like it trips up people during player play stream mm. sometimes. Um, and it's like nice to be able to position like a place where they're out of line of sight. If someone wants to get an objective, you could have like a little like firing gallery for uh, Overwatch. Mm. Um, I mean, like, uh, yeah, like uh, again, like Overwatch is a great. Like orcs are short on CP, right? But I, I do find myself using their Overwatch quite a bit, and it's like usually pretty effective. Well, uh, it's mostly that's like it's another factor that your opponent has to like, yeah. play a puzzle against. Uh, so which makes, them, makes mistakes, which is very good for you. Yeah, 270 points to add an extra entirely new wrinkle and dynamic mm-hmm. to a game. It yeah. doesn't seem like a bad price point. And yeah, like you definitely. said, it, if, if it's very powerful in your meta, you're 100% power to you, mate. You've, you've identified a, some really good points there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's mostly just that, like, yeah, your your opponent has to, like, think more and make mistakes. Yeah. That's why I like them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an orc player making their opponent use their brain. Yeah, we got a little Mork in there still. I don't know yeah. who's Mork and Gork in your metaphor still, but yeah, <laughs> I think Flash Kits are a little Morky just because of that. Yeah, um, Their damage right. is like fine, but yeah. All right, Lucas, your last data sheet of note. Oh, there are so many good ones. I'm going to have to go with the Squig Hog boys. Uh, the, I'm, you know, I'm going to be Gork in this metaphor. I'm taking Beast Snaggers. I'm taking Squigs. I'm running at you and punching you <laughs> yeah. in the face. Um, so yeah, Squig Hog boys. And um, I have to talk about the knob on Smash and Squig while I, while I do. Well, um, it's we, the only. It's the package. Yep, you take them in a package. I mean, the the Squigog boys are good on their own, but I think they get juiced up to eleven when they have the knob with them. So the Squigog data sheet, uh, they have move ten. They are toughness seven. Let me find them real quick. Toughness uh, four, seven. Toughness seven is yes. huge. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guns. You know, the anti tank guns, strength ten, strength twelve, mm. aren't really wounding these guys on better than threes. And with that on CP minus one to wound, you can turn it to fours. Four up armor, three wounds, uh, lead seven and OC two. They're melee weapons. They have three attacks at six one or sorry five one two lance, um, anti monster vehicle four up. So with lance and strength five going up to six with the wall, they're very good at killing light infantry yeah. and medium yep. infantry. And with anti monster vehicle four up, AP one is a little bit sketchy, but they have the volume of attacks to absolutely kill. Um, all sorts of different kinds of vehicles. And then they also have three extra attacks at weapon skill four, six, one, two. Their data sheet ability is often forgotten, but it should not be. It is an excellent ability called Wild Ride. You can ignore any of the modifiers to the unit's move characteristic and to advance in charge rolls. Um, so we were just talking about how the Night, night Spinner stocks are going up. Yep. You trying yep. to make me minus two to move, minus two to charge? Nope, I ignore Never that. Never heard of you. Love yep. it. And then their core ability is fa- Feel No Pain five up. So... With with a you know three up armor from cover, feel no pain five up, five up anyone from the wall, minus one to wound. These guys are way harder to kill than your opponent will think yeah. they will be. Yeah, yeah, because you look at an orc and be like, oh, it's just high toughness and with no save, and you're like, okay, no, it's high toughness with minus one to wound and possibly two saves because you could yeah. be easily be rolling a four up or a five up, even if you're covered with their minus one minus two, and then dude, a five up five up with three wounds. That could end up being six, seven effective wounds. You have to you have to do in order to to kill even a model. So I think they're a really exciting, really exciting data sheet. What's the uh, just for people at home? Explain what the Smasher Swing brings to the equation. 
Yeah, so it's the only character you're going to attach to Squig Hog Boys, but it's an excellent one. He has basically the same stat line, but he is... Oh, interesting. He's OC2. I thought he was OC1. Yep. So, learn something new every day. Uh, the knob on Smash the Squig is OC2 and 5 wounds. Um, he's basically got the same weapon as his buddies. It's Strength 7 instead of Strength 5 Lance, and it's got 5 attacks instead of 3. Um, and then his ability, he has two abilities, both of which are excellent. The first one is Hog Boss. While this model is leading a unit, each time a male model in the unit makes a melee attack, plus one to hit. Excellent, excellent ability, considering yeah. all of his attacks and the Squig Hog attacks are hitting on threes and fours. Bringing mm-hmm. that to twos and threes, money. Amazing ability. And then uh, Hunt Them Down is the other, I love these ability names. During the battle round in which you call a wah, this model's big chopper has the anti-monster 3-up and anti-vehicle 3-up abilities instead of 4-up. So, lots of synergy, uh, like Tyler was saying when we went over Headwapper's kill chopper. Giving that guy dev wounds, anti-monster 3-up, anti-vehicle 3-up, all of a sudden this Jeez. guy, you know, you pop 5s explode on him, he's got 6 attacks with the wah, boom, 6 hits, boom, 8 mortals to a vehicle. Um, before mm. you roll the other, you know, 40 attacks the squad has with anti-vehicle monster 4-up 2 damage. It just kills basically any vehicle you connect with. Yeah, or monster, which is really important because I feel like there's a lot more anti-vehicle in the game than anti-monster, and it's nice that orcs can like fill that niche. Like when demons were real big, that was great. Against tyranids, it's still very relevant. Um, That's one of the monster matchups. Yeah, it will run you 280 points for the privilege. That being 80 for the so 60 for the number smash squig, and then uh, 220 for six squig hog boys. All right, uh, Tyson, your last data sheet, mate. Uh, I'm torn. I could do, uh, I could do knobs for fun. Um, or I could do a gargantuan or sorry, gargantuan squig off for fun or knobs. Knobs would be the most obvious pick, or I could do a Morkanon and waste everyone's time. Um, let's do knobs. I got the knobs right here. Uh, okay. Knobs. Knobs are like a bread and butter staple. I'm a little worried about them. I feel like there's something that might be on GW's chopping block according to Metal Watch, but, um, yeah. Uh, so they have a million power claw attacks. Uh, which are Strength 9, AP 2, Damage 2, uh, which go to Strength 10 and Wog, which is the turn where they're really relevant. Um, mm-hmm. They get minus 1 to be wounded if a war boss is uh, leading them, which you usually have. I know some people do uh, Pain Boy, too, which feels like fine. I don't know. When I run them, I do uh, like double war boss for sure if I do two. If I do a single unit, I always just do a war boss. Uh, yep. The war boss has like basically their same profile, but he's Strength 10, I believe, so it goes to 11, which is relevant because there's a lot of things that are T10 in the game. Um, and then he's got nine attacks and wog. He's got four base, and then he doubles it and gets a plus one for wog. It's like his special yeah. ability. It's he adds four to his attacks characteristic, which is you know functionally doubling it during the, the wog turn. Um, so they're they're a great target for uh, exploding fives and sixes. The one CP strat. Um, that's like what I use it on most of the time, if not squig hogs right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, you put him in a truck. Uh, you run them up mid and uh, just have them like just delete a unit. Uh, the reason why I think they're super good is because orcs don't have a lot of AP too, and mm. uh, armor of contempt equivalents for sure hurt us. Uh, and like, I mean, with their volume of attacks and having damage too, um, even if someone does like uh, a armor of contempt against them, like uh, there's still going to be at least AP one, which mm. is enough to kill like big bricks of like most things that yeah, uh, or at least enough to like cripple them. You know, like they might not like wipe a unit that has like armor of contempt and a two up base. Um, but uh, it, you'll do a lot of damage. So, yeah. so. My, only gripe with, niche, yeah. my only gripe with knobs is it, feel, it still feels like to me they should be OC2 for some reason. I can't really tell you why, but I, I certainly like wouldn't complain should. if they were. It, it, uh, I just feel like it would, yeah. be, it would be right and true. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, I mean, they're just big boys. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're exactly right. They're just bigger boys. Uh, yeah. Lucas, what are your thoughts on the knobs? Um, I think they're pretty good. Uh, they're unfortunately fairly expensive for. Not not for what they do, because they, they fill a very important role. You know, all yeah. the other data sheets we've mentioned are AP1, like literally every single one of them. So getting any kind of different AP in your list is really important, especially if your meta is full of AOC. Yeah. Um, for context, so, it's 275 with a war boss. And then if you throw yeah. in a truck, then it becomes 335. Yeah, which you're absolutely doing, because they need a yeah. truck. Um, yep. Honorable mentioned the truck, by the way. Amazing data yes. sheet. Yeah, yeah. Unless, um, oh, fuck, I should have read truck. So That's okay. fine. back to the knobs i mean i I think they're great uh they're expensive for what they do but sometimes you just need to run them because you need to be able to crack those bricks exactly right and once again it's another way you can get respect on the tabletop if you were just if if i was playing space marines and you only had boys i would be pretty disrespectful uh 
Yeah. Uh, that is going to bring us to the end of this review of the Orcs Index. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have running it. But we have one last thing we do before we sign off on this. Um, starting with yourself, Lucas, out of 10, how happy are you with this index as an Orc player? Oh, boy. Um, out of 10, I would say like maybe between a 7 and an 8. I'd, I'd say 7. Yeah. There's yeah. um there's a lot of things I really like. I like how focused it is on lots of units. Things seem fairly cheap. Um, our enhancements are uh, our stratagems are good, which is a nice break from ninth edition when our stratagems were god awful. Um, so yeah, it's nice to be able to uh, like apply some of those relics and stratagems. Um, and it's fun to be able to play the horde because that's like my favorite playstyle. But there are some things that I think are lacking. You know, um, our damage as a whole like isn't quite up to snuff with a lot of like the most lethal mm. codexes out there so um i'm 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 i am cautiously optimistic about the orc codex i'm fun i'm curious to see uh what happens when it comes out i think the index is good fun and uh if it if it, that you know that kind of gets expanded to the codex i think we'll be in a good spot beautiful tyler what about yourself how happy are you with it out of 10 uh, I'd give them an eight, but I'd probably give it an eight for the reason that Lucas gave it a seven. I like when orcs are like a little, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're insane right now. Like, I, I think they're like a really, really good faction. Um, mm. And uh, one that people undervalue, uh, I feel like they are uh, like below the threshold uh, of being like oppressive. And I like them there though. Uh, yeah. Like, I think like everything Lucas said is like, you know, like uh, valid and I agree with, but I, I kind of like that. There's like mm. some like weaknesses they still have. Uh, I wish it was more AP two. I think my main problem is just like yeah, uh, AP one is like often like just not relevant at all. Doesn't exist. Um, yeah, uh, because there's just so many ways to like negate that. And if that wasn't a factor, I think it would be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Uh, I, I like the Orc Index quite a bit post Data Slate. I think like pre Data Slate, it was like very strong but kind of boring because you're just trying to play. At least mm. for me, like my only goal is to like max primary secondary. Um, yeah. and, uh, I did not really do that much damage, uh, outside of like incidental damage or against like, you know, units that like are relatively easy to kill. Um, it, and now I think like you can actually hurt stuff, which is awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, it seems like that to me, there's a level of synergy possibly missing from this. I feel like there's, there's so many, um, fact, there's so many factions and attachments in the game that have CP that trigger off their core ability. I really yeah. thought there was going to be, when I first read this, um, a lot of the stratagems were going to be, have like a kicker to get better on the wire turn. Like you know the the, the critical uh, fives might yeah. get critical fours or whatnot maybe stuff like that or you get critical fives in um, uh, critical hits and critical wounds or something like that um, yeah. and I always felt like that was just the one level of synergy that was kind of missing from this book and it kind of has held true because there is a real big disparity between the takeable and non takeable units but yeah that's that's not exclusive to orcs that's, in any way that's a good point actually I would say I would give the part of the codec or the index that people are actually running an eight and I would give uh, the index as a whole yes. like a six. <laughs> Just because there's like up. so much in here that's big like old, not big ever going to be taken, and that feels bad. Like the internal balance is like not the best. There's like, like you said, obvious winners and losers. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So. Sticking with you, sticking with you, Tyler, for one more. Um, quickly, yeah. where on the competitive spectrum are orcs right now from the our, our traditional, you know, D tier up to S tier? Uh, I'll put them somewhere in A. I don't know if it's yeah. high or low, but I'll put them somewhere thoroughly in A. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think like one problem is like there are still some matchups I run into where it's like well, I don't really like know what to do. Here. Yeah, I think like Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lucas, yeah, I think A is fine though. What about yourself, mate? Um, I'm a little bit more skeptical about orcs. I think they're toward the bottom of A, maybe top of B on a tier list. Um, I think they they have a lot going for them but unfortunately a lot of the people at the top like in s tier and mm. a tier really prey on them like i feel yeah. like yeah. votan csm chaos knights like i'm a csm and ck player myself and i don't even know how to approach that matchup from the horse perspective like i think yeah. you just literally get slaughtered as soon as they they encounter you um maybe yeah, others yeah. have had other experiences but uh, <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's it's I, we also play in different like terrain and stuff i i would agree it's like not an easy matchup but i've i've like i don't know i've won that matchup against like very good players and it was I, like not easy but yeah it's it's possible um, i almost yeah. have to give orcs two two scores here because i think in a singles environment they are a b to b plus and i think in freaking teams they are an a plus they're an absolute a yeah, freaking I feel plus fair. In teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit a little bit of pairings ability and they are gold standard superstars um, yeah, I, I, yeah. 
absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would still put them in like mid to low A. Um, as opposed mm. to like definitely low A, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, but in, in teams they're insane. I agree. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we are going to wrap this up. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming on. You've been absolute legends representing your respective gods, Gork and or Mok. Uh, <laughs> once again, go over and check out that billion dollar clown farm to get some more Tyler Russo goodness and or the next generation over in the Biff Pod uh, realms in the Pacific Northwest for Lucas Troller and his cohort. Thank you again very much, boys, for coming on. Please feel free to say your good nights. Good night, all. Good night. Thanks, Adam. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.